0: Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one player game! Well,
1: then how come it says second player score?
2: You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Okay, here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score the band. Uh, I'm Brian. We have Kylan, Dan, and today this is uh, we're going to be talking about. This is the Seattle episode, which is a subject that uh, we wanted to do earlier, but for some reason got postponed. And what the heck was that? Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Notifications.
2: Yeah, is that gonna kind of, is that gonna kind of be on? Th- that would be great if it was on the on the most mo- most likely. Okay, yeah, that's that's amazing. So yeah, so this is an episode. This is a topic that we wanted to do earlier, but for some reason it got pushed. But um, anyway, so Seattle, uh, because we thought that you know it's it's a good subject because it it encompasses music and you know movies and pop culture and of course beer and like I think we all have sort of a well, I have a particular affinity. For Seattle, like um, I think I visited there the first time in '94, which was like at, you know of course at the height of the whole grunge craze and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like I totally fell in love with the city. I mean it was just it's, it was beautiful. I just really felt at home there for some reason. Like I, I don't know why. Like you, you, like when you go to certain places, you feel like ah eh, you know, like I don't you know I'm, I don't really belong here. But you know when I mean, when I went to Seattle, I felt like well I, I could I could live here. I, I I really felt for some reason I felt a connection. And sort of, you know, like a real, um, you know, a sense of being, a sense of place there, I think. And uh, I know, Dan, you've actually lived.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I was uh, up in Shoreline for about a year. We moved there with, uh, with a band from Hawaii, actually, trying to just get off the rock and just see how right. we are on the mainland. And then, yeah, I lived in Shoreline for like one year. I loved Seattle while I was up there. It was It was a fun experience. I mean coming like, i was living in waikiki in hawaii and so transitioning to a seattle kind of scene was kind of it felt like home being like around like big tall buildings and all that kind of stuff i was mm-hmm. used to the hustle and bustle but mm-hmm. now it's like the mainland hustle and bustle I'm like oh right. man i love this I mean, right. like, walking around the streets at like three in the morning and no one's there and <laughs> like, it was awesome it, it, i liked it. i loved it a lot yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but what about you like
0: um i think that every time i've been to Seattle uh i have been up there with you guys is that right yeah i think when we went up for the game and when we went up for the show
2: okay the so. our snow our snowpocalypse the apocalypse <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a fun show yeah, too. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: um yeah i've never actually uh been able to go up there and like spend the time i think like um you know when i was younger i would not go uh due to reasons of anxiety uh now you know as a you know, older and that isn't such the factor. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we just have not had necessarily the opportunity or made it. Um, so, but I do actually want to go up there and, um, you know, like maybe go up there for two or three days and, Mm -hmm. you know, just get in the center of everything and go check it all out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Without a doubt.
2: Yeah. I, I, I recommend it. So, um, uh, so bands from Seattle, like we actually know we, we have friends in bands, yeah, from yeah, Seattle yeah. that I want to uh definitely mention on this episode, like um, windowpane,
0: yeah, windowpane. Uh, I know uh, uh Tony pretty well, uh, it's just freight, uh, Facebook friends with Glenn, um, mm-hmm. uh, but we, I've never really uh, talked with him like one on one, uh, but but uh, their guitar player, Tony, um, uh, we. Just kind of talk from time to time about what's going on with the projects, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he's definitely like one of the nicest like people I've ever met in a band that was of that like caliber. Uh, you would think, you know, these guys were so good and everything, and and so well liked and followed and stuff. Like they wouldn't have time for you know, low-level musicians, but they're really nice. I mean, like, he he will just take the time, like, if I have a question about something, mm-hmm. like, he will give me just long, in-depth answers and, and definitely take the time to, um, you know, give feedback and stuff. Yeah. Uh, really super nice guy. Uh, I think he has a new project coming out, too. Oh. Um, so I think it's a conglomeration of some guys from window pane and from... 10 miles wide, I believe. Okay. Oh, and, cool. Uh, which was also another uh, Seattle band. Um, and uh, there's also uh, Greg from uh, 627. Of
2: course. Have we played that show mm-hmm. yeah. together?
0: Um, also, um, uh, Eric and I believe Lisa uh, from uh, um, Nurse Ratchet. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest. Uh, band names ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love those guys, and uh, I don't know. There's like, there's definitely more uh, on the list. I mean, I could go on and on just just I'm from sure. my from from the radio show. Right, yeah. um, I know, like you know, some some bands. Yeah,
1: there. there's the the Jericho Hill guys with Malcolm, and uh, actually, he's, when I moved up to Seattle with Stoic, he was um, one of the first bands we hooked up with, so that they uh, introduced us to. Uh, a uh, whole bunch of, like, other people in the scene. We went. That's how we went to go see different uh, venues and stuff. Uh, that's how we got to check out the fun house. Like, that's a pretty cool venue over there, right by the base of the Space Needle. And then, uh, let's see, who else do I know up there? Oh, there's a ska band from Hawaii called Poke the Squid. Mm-hmm. Raunchy-ass name. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. uh, let's see, who else? Uh Oh yeah, my buddy Clay Snyder. He was uh he was here a little while ago. He's uh, an acoustic artist. He also from Hawaii. He's up there doing his doing his thing. And then, uh, wow, yeah, there's so many. But when you're asked to recite them, they're like, uh, Red Light Fever, Wyatt Only, <laughs> and the Wreckage.
0: I like those guys. Uh, I I figured out who Wyatt was through I think Window Pane. Okay. Um. So there's uh Lust Punch. I like those guys a lot. They they definitely have retained the uh, '90s grunge sound. Mm. Um, they are kind of a mix between like Nirvana and uh, Allison Chains. Wow. Uh, good band, mm-hmm. uh, and they live it like they truly live it. I think these guys, like you know, are just. Pension, you know, putting pennies together, just trying to make rent every month and stuff. I mean, mm. because they're doing it, trying to live off their music as best they can and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but just from posts and stuff I see from them, I really get the feeling. Like, I mean, these guys are rock star, 100%, you know. Wow, cool. Yeah, living it, it. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, You know, when when they say you know suffering for the art, uh, I think these guys really do it. Mm. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, just so many good bands from that area still.
2: Um, You're wearing a shirt, Uh, Adarna.
0: Duh, (laughs) the Adarna. Yeah, Uh, yeah. uh, I I think probably the Seattle band we all know the best would be the Adarna. Yeah, yeah. we actually played uh, a show or two with the, or I think we played a show with them, and then I've think we went and saw a show with them mm-hmm. and then um what was it um will started up a another band that we went and saw uh death by overkill mm-hmm. him
2: mm-hmm. and his
0: uh girlfriend yeah i
2: remember that yeah uh
0: so and they and she is from the furniture girls mm-hmm. not the furniture girls just furniture <laughs> girls right so uh, furniture girls is uh, actually they were uh there were furniture girls in um, uh, Soylent Green.
1: That's uh, where that comes from. Oh, okay. yeah, even better. Wow. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It puts a I whole was, new spin on it. Yeah, now. I was like,
0: furniture girls was cool enough, but I was like, well, I wonder if there's like something behind this. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, it comes from fucking Soylent Green.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. So, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> so many cool bands up there still, mm-hmm. uh, even though, you know, it's not like, you know, grunge is not the thing anymore, but it's nice to see that there's some bands that are still retaining it and doing well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, a a a band that was big back in the heyday, back in the early nineties that I had forgotten about. And, um, last year was kind of reminded of uh the gets
2: yeah yeah damn
0: yeah. like what a great band mm-hmm. like i mean i think i I think i liked them a lot already you know back in the 90s i'd kind of forgotten who they were you know i mean which i mean just probably more due to the fact that due to unfortunate circumstances um they were not the gets anymore right yeah and so they kind of fell off the map but listening to them now, I'm like, damn, how did they not become bigger faster? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? Wow. Like, amazing, amazing band. So I think I have more appreciation for them now than I did back then. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, yeah. Music is definitely uh, the fabric of that area.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, because I remember uh, like, when I went up there in 94... Uh, just yeah, you know, we just went you know, to visit basically and um, I actually uh, I actually went to the sub pop offices and oh. I, I, I dropped off a copy of a Tone Teens C D at the front desk. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I was Hell like, yeah. Can I give this to you? And the re- you know, reception was like, sure, yeah, you know, like whatever. <laughs> I'm sure she was like used to people coming by and dropping off you know. Yeah, you're number thirty two <laughs> today. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. You know, we got to take a picture at the front desk and everything. And Hell so yeah, man! Hell so yeah, that was fun. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just uh, aside from the music, I just I, I, for some reason I just love. I don't, maybe the whole the whole aesthetic, the whole atmosphere of that area. It's I don't know. Like I mean, over here, you know, in the Vancouver Portland metro area, it's it's kind of similar, but there's 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 different vibes. Like there's different vibes. Like yeah, the, I you know not to say I mean I, I love I love it here of course which is why I live here but. There's just a different vibe, I think. But like Seattle's a little bit busier, maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, a little. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you you kind of have that whole, um, uh, I don't know. There's just the, this kind of this cool vibe about it. I don't know. I mean, I just it's bigger. It's, it feels it feels bigger than Portland, which obviously I guess it is. But you know, you yeah. you, you have that kind of that busy urbanish, you know, feel to it. I don't know. I, I'm probably doing a bad job at describing it, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to tap. I mean, like. The the hustle bustle of the big energizing city is definitely there, but like in Portland, it's more laid back, more like t- I want to say it's its own version of hipsterish versus right, like yeah. the tech boys of you know the Seattle kind of area. You know, everyone's got their lanyard and their yeah, hydro yeah. flask and shit. But yeah, like there's there's a strange kind of
2: energy about it. I think that uh, that I, I like. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I love this area as well, which is why I live here. But you know, there's a, there's a diff- different kind of energy I think
1: up there. So. Yeah. That's true. And they have superheroes walking around <laughs> <laughs> in Seattle. You know, like, they have like regular like average Joe guys walking around in like superhero Batman outfits and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I can't remember what the guy called himself, but um, yeah, he ran around in a suit uh, and um, he'd done it for years. I think he just uh, retired from doing that. Yeah. And I can't remember why. Uh, I mean, he had a good reason for it. Um, I think he just kind of felt like the work that he was doing, like things had changed enough to where what he was doing wasn't as relevant anymore. But yeah, he was kind of a popular dude. I can't remember what he what he called himself though. Mm. Um, but I always remembered his his suit kind of looked almost a little bit like um, Spawn, but I mean, without the cape and all that mm. shit, and obviously the uh, chains like shooting out and. You know, but yeah, he looked, <laughs> looked like somewhat similar to Spawn. Yeah. Uh, and he was actually a pretty big dude. I mean, I don't, I mean, like, he was a formidable, like, like physically, he was pretty formidable. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think his thing was, you know, he wasn't going out trying to be a badass. But, you know, if he could break up a fight or something, mm-hmm. he was all down for that. If he had to make citizens arrest, he had the... He, he, he had the physicality to do it, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. He was an interesting dude. Yeah.
2: Um, how about, uh, okay. So that kind of segues into our pop culture segment, but like, um, I actually kind of looked up like movies set in Seattle. There are surprisingly, there aren't really that many. I found out like it's kind right. of a limited list, um, right. but like, you know, of course, everybody knows sleepless in Seattle Yeah. and, uh, singles, which I think we've talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there, there hasn't been, a, I mean, There's a lot, but not as many as you might think. I guess. Um, Can you guys? Does anything come to mind? Ten
1: things I hate about you. Wasn't that up there? Was that in Seattle? I think so. Yeah, I'm. To be honest with you,
0: like I cannot name off a lot of movies that were. um, And and maybe that's, you know, it might be the logistics. I mean, I could imagine like trying to make a movie up in Seattle would be really difficult. Uh, There's just so much going on there. but i i can I can't name any like but i i can i i have like visions running through my head of like parts of movies that I've seen that mm-hmm. you like I can remember like like the fish being thrown and whatever uh, oh yeah, at pikes. pikes yeah you know mm-hmm. uh i I remember that so I know of like like two or three movies that I know I've seen, I don't remember what they were, but you know where where that took place right yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you would you would think, especially like movies in the '90s, because Seattle was so popular and grunge was so popular and mm-hmm. everything. You would think like every movie was being made up there at that time. Right. But, but no, my guess is that it's probably ridiculously expensive to do a movie up in Seattle. Um, so if unless you have a specific need to um, actually have Seattle like as part of your story. It's probably better to not
2: you can do um like some stock establishing shots of the space needle and stuff Right. and, th- and then the, then cut to your sound stage in Los Angeles. No, no, exactly, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. No, probably. I mean, I'm I'm figuring that it's probably got to be r- ridiculously expensive, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um uh but but yeah, I agree. I you would think being of kind of the no- notoriety of Se- Seattle that there would be more stuff. Up yeah, there. I was
2: surprised that there was a it was a, it was kind of a short list. But um, um,
0: I, I say that um, though. Okay, so obviously, if we make Jinxed, it has to take place in Seattle. Well, sure. Yeah, I feel somehow it, it may kill the budget but we got to try to do it. <laughs> we got to see if we can yeah. get the Boz in there. For oh, a cameo. yeah. cameo.
2: Yeah, totally. The Boz
0: has to be in a cameo. <laughs> I love the Boz. I, I didn't like him so much when he was playing football, but I loved him afterwards. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I liked some for, of his uh, So
2: for those of you who don't know, and we talked about this in a previous episode, but uh, Jinx, which is actually, there's no ED at the end. It's just Jinx. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I could have an ED. It doesn't matter. I mean, we... It may not just have a totally new title by the time it gets made, anyway. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a script, it's a, it's a screenplay that we wrote about. Um, I wrote it because I was so frustrated about the Mariners not making the playoffs for many years that I decided to explain it away by the fact that there's this curse on the team. And these two women who live in Seattle, they're big fans of the Mariners, and they, they try to find out what the curse is and they try to get it dispelled. And it's all said, the whole thing is said in Seattle. Um and you know it's kind of a it's a it's a romantic comedy and um you know it's uh uh yeah I mean it would be cool it would be it would be great if we could you know film the whole thing there I think that would be pretty uh, pretty awesome I also um uh, Joel Suzuki which is my my young adult novel series um is kind of sort of set in Seattle because uh, the main character Joel lives in Seattle he's a uh, transplant from Hawaii who moves to Seattle and I just did that because again I I feel this strange connection to the place so. Uh, that's where I made him move to, and so you know Seattle would make an appearance. Uh, it, it does make an appearance in the books as well. So,
0: can can uh, the Boz do a cameo there too?
2: <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> be, That'd be sick. He'll be the he'll be the new thread. He'll be the yeah. thing showing up and everything. And dude,
0: <laughs> only if he still has the mullet though.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure he can probably like recreate the, the it, mullet not, and so. uh, uh, Oakley's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mullet and Oakleys for the boss. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> we never, we never talked about this before. I know, it just came up. Yeah, you just thought. About well,
0: because we're digging deep into Seattle now, you know, and uh, for whatever reason, Brian Bosworth popped up in my head. I like the boss. I remember. Uh, so, I, I mean, I remember when he was real big, like. You know he he just gotten out of college and stuff, and it was him and it was uh, Bo Jackson. They were the two mm-hmm. like new new guys, mm-hmm. and uh, I was a big Seattle uh, Seahawks fan. Uh, I think I was living in Minnesota at the time, and uh, we have
2: never talked about this. Yeah, you were a Seahawks fan. Yeah, when you were I living was, in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, back in
0: and I don't know why back in the I,
2: Bosworth I, days. Yeah.
0: I I just like Dave the,
2: Craig and all yeah. that. and Really? Yep. No, I just, well,
0: I just, I just, I just like the Seahawks.
2: This has not come up before. No. Why is this not coming? Or maybe it know. has, but we were drunk, but
0: well, that's very possible too. <laughs> we may have had this discussion, but so wow. I remember like I was all into the boss. Right. And remember that, that Monday night football game where Bo Jackson is running down the field and the boss like just standing there to, and squares off on him. And Bo Jackson just knocks him over like like a like a sapling <laughs> i mean just boom and just knocks him down and then runs in for a touchdown and i was like i was devastated i was like whoa uh i mean on one hand it was like holy shit who's this who's this Bo Jackson guy uh huh uh-huh. he just leveled the boss <laughs> yeah but then at the same time i was so sad cuz i was like the boss is going to crush him
2: oh, what ha-
0: happened
1: oh Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> cuz I loved the buzz. So, uh so I kind of forgotten about him after, you know, cuz he you know, what I don't remember how many seasons he had, but he he didn't he only like played for a season or two and then he got like, it was hurt. A short, it was a short career. Yeah. yeah, I mean, didn't he like had some like career ending injury or something, something yeah. I think. But anyway, so of course he did a couple of uh a couple of uh, action movies. I don't think they did really much of anything at the box office or whatever, but I enjoyed watching them. It was fun watching the boss. So I still have an affinity for the boss.
2: Wow. I, we have to talk about this more offline. <laughs> nice afterwards. <laughs> all right. So as far as the beer goes, uh, we have a uh, Seattle specific beer, which I actually bought. I, I bought beer from this brewery. Um, the last time we were originally applying to do this episode and because it got postponed, I ended up drinking it all, which Always happens We leave spare beer in my fridge, it gets, it gets drank. But this time around I bought the, the, uh, Lucille IPA from Georgetown. Yes. Which is a, uh, Seattle, Seattle brewery. So. Excellent choice. Yeah. The last time I bought the, uh, Bodhi Zaffa, which is also from Georgetown. Yes. Uh, which was also good. But yeah, so this time we have the Lucille, which, uh, we are drinking now. Yeah. It is is very, uh, uh, very Lucille
0: good. Lucille is ridiculous. Uh, it's so good. Um. Once again, um, this, like so many that we pick, we do really good with this. Um, this is not, uh, it's not a fruity IPA,
1: mm-hmm. right? Let's yeah,
0: see, uh, Yeah. it's more like the piney notes. Mm-hmm. I like this so oh. much, it's so smooth. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, it's like so smooth. I mean, you know, you still get that bitterness, but oh
2: man yeah both of both all of the, the right ways Lucille and the Vo are they're they're both
0: yeah they're excellent so yeah, yeah I've had both of them uh Lucille was the first one I had ever heard of from Georgetown mm-hmm. or, or that was recommended to me and um and it, it never disappoints yeah. man it's so good
2: yeah uh yeah.
0: I think if uh if you were going to have to like introduce somebody to an IPA that was not an IPA drinker this would be an excellent one to uh, begin with yeah, Um, because it does give you that more traditional IPA flavor, but it's not, um, it's not overly aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, you get to get all that bitterness, but you don't at the same time feel like you just chomp down on a a branch of pine needles. Right. You know, (laughs) sometimes it gets a little bit much. I mean, even I have to (laughs) step it back a little bit, but, um that's the way I kind of feel about uh, uh what is it pliny pliny elders is that uh, yeah God I can't remember the name of the brewery though <laughs> It's a it's it's like like in craft brewery I mean this is a, a pliny, uh pliny never mind I I can't believe I can't remember <laughs> it Anyway it was it's it's one of the like I guess like legendary beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to find. Um I think the brewery itself stays kind of like they they do low batches and so it's hard to find those things. But um I've had it before and it was just too much.
2: Really? Oh. Yeah.
0: I mean, I know that I I understand why people like it and it's well done, but just like for me personally, sure. I just feel like it's overly aggressive.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. and
0: I and I feel like sometimes that's that's the problem you run into with the IPAs is if you, you know, sometimes you get these these uh, recipes where I think the the thought just stops at bitterness um, and doesn't go any further than that. Mm. And uh, with those, you get kind of some not-so-good flavors. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you have something that's more well-thought-out, um, you not only get, like, that that real strong, bitter flavor that's good... But you get it in a way that that isn't um, um, offensive, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Anyway, yeah, cool. That's what these guys do. What was that brew pub that we went to in Tacoma when we went to go see Iron Maiden there? I remember that beer being oh, good. Oh, right by the Tacoma Dome. It was a walking I was walking. Do distance. not
0: remember what that place. I think that that place is like they're like on-site only and probably only distribute like locally. Mm-hmm. You know, sending kegs out to yeah. all the local areas, but. Yeah, dude, I that was some that. good have beer, to check man. That. I'll have to find out what that was. Yeah. Oh man, that that was some good fucking beer from that place. Yeah. Um, I think one of us drank. Um, wasn't it a cucumber beer? Yeah, it was yeah, one yeah, Molly ordered. Right. <laughs> it would, we kind <laughs> of passed it around. Was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good though. Yeah. 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 I was surprised at how good it was, and it didn't taste like cucumbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember what it was. We decided it tasted like. It didn't taste like cucumber, but it was good.
1: It was so funny. It came in this like fancy-ass glass, and she's like, I didn't order that shit. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else came in a pint glass, and hers had a stem. And we're like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Beer does not come in a stem, ever. <laughs> but then we're like, took a oh, sip yeah. of it. I was like, what, what What just happened? Like, what What just happened? And we just passed know. it around. And we're like, we all had the same reaction. We're like, whoa. Yeah. What? Whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Try I was, this. whoa. I was really surprised at how good that
0: was. That, yeah, was, I that was that was delicious.
2: I gotta find out what that was and see if we can But you think you think it was only there and it's not distributed. Down I don't here or...
0: I don't think they were big enough to do distribution yeah. like um like with cans, bottles, stuff like yeah. that. They look like a place that probably they do most of their business on site. Mm-hmm. And then they probably are on tap handles uh, throughout Tacoma. Yeah. Um, I doubt they probably do more than that. Mm. No, uh, well, they just weren't big enough.
2: We'll check it out. We'll find out.
0: But that's cool. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I, I would rather have, like, a breweries like that. Like, I would rather have thousands of breweries that just distributed locally and were able to, like, you know, it's like two or three guys mm-hmm. just, you know, Instead of making their, uh, you know, a nice middle income salary, uh, punching keys in a cubicle every day, they're making middle income salary uh, selling beer locally.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's what I would like to do. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't need to be a gazillionaire. I mean, that would be nice. But I mean, I would be happy if I could pull in seventy five dollars $100,000 a year uh, just brewing beer. Sure. Yeah. I'm doing it locally.
2: Yep. So, hey, investors, if you're listening, come check us out. Drink, sample Kyle's beer, and uh, you know, uh, get, oh, on board, I, I, get on board with that.
0: I can guarantee. You know, here's <laughs> the funny thing: is that before we even started the the, um, before we even started the uh, uh, nobody hero, nobody's hero line of beers. Um, remember, I had ended up taking a second. Remember, I, so I took the, I took the weekend course to learn how to do all grain brewing. And then I ended up taking um, a week-long course at um, Bader's Mm -hmm. later on, okay? I was still relatively new, I mean, to the whole thing. But, I mean, so uh, the last night we all got to take uh, beers in. And everybody got to try everybody else's beer. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy that had been sitting behind me the whole time, I guess he was newly retired. And he was like, fuck, I wish I would have met you like six months ago. He goes, I'd have put all my money into you into, instead of putting it all into all whatever else he had No put, shit, yeah. what? I guess he had retired and put like, like a, a couple mil into something. I don't know what. A
1: couple? a couple mil yeah just oh just a and, couple and
0: mil. uh he was like dude had i met you i'd have been putting it into a brewery that you, are you would be s- brewing are you serious yeah.
2: this is the first time we've heard that we're, we're, we're learning all kinds of new shit today. I <laughs> the power just, of the cast i man. just that's
0: right i just never brought it up because it was wow. like why even bring it up i mean because it's not going to happen yeah you know but still I
2: mean? I mean that's a good story it's like, um, yeah but yeah. no i was
0: like he was yeah this guy was like dude you and I would be in business because right that's
2: what—that's how I feel. Like you know, after I've drinking your beer, that right. if I had you know a million dollars, I would be putting it into. That's what we want to do. I mean, yeah, that's the end game. That's the end. We're doing all this stuff now because eventually, that's because we just want to have you know Kyle's beer. We want to be able to like produce that and share it with people. And mainly, I just want to be the 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 the, the old want to have tap. I want to be the old drunk guy in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You have your own personal (laughs) tap with your face on it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, It's mine. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the that's the dream. Brian
0: wants Brian wants uh, a twelve taps at home. Uh, one each with uh nobody's here, yeah <laughs> that's that's my
1: times. real motivation for for all of this. a tap in every room there there you go, uh, <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, even uh, uh you know, I was talking to my buddy uh Jason uh last weekend, and we were talking about one of the beers, and he's like, and he said the same thing that that I had thought at one point, he was like sometimes. He goes. I think that you're able to push your beers beyond because you incorporate years of cooking mm-hmm. and the knowledge of flavor into it. Because he goes, some of the things that you just told me, like people don't think about that when they're brewing. Mm. Uh, I know, not true. Uh, well, I mean, some uh, there are some breweries that don't, but like I, I hear of like these smaller breweries like all around the nation and stuff Mm -hmm. and some of them i mean come up with some really good ideas of how to infuse flavors that you wouldn't think Mm -hmm. um but not being like totally weird about it Mm -hmm. you know like like um i think that that was personally i think that that was the demise of like burnside brewing uh i don't know if you remember the last time we ever went to burnside but like you literally could not just find a regular fucking beer Mm. Like everything was like these weird combinations and styles, and you know, like you couldn't have a beer that didn't have some sort of a flower infused into it. I mean, it was just the weirdest shit. Mm. And and I was like, "Whoa, this has just gone off the rails," mm. you know. <laughs> and so when when like shortly after that, we found out that they that they went under, I was not surprised mm-hmm. because I just felt like it just went. Way too far from the norm, right. but you see some of these other places like um, there was a um, that this place that inspired my idea with the chicken and waffles beer. Mm-hmm. They ended yeah. up making something. They made a coffee and donuts beer, mm. right? And so it was regular coffee beer, but they uh, they uh, joined up with the uh, donut shop across the street. Oh no way! And the guy they would bring over all their like. Uh, day old donuts, and they would throw the donuts into the beer. Wow! When they were brewing, <laughs> and that's how they got the donut flavor in with the coffee. No shit, sure. everything like, in there. Fucking yeah, like, wow. yeah, you know, it's like that's awesome. So anyway, wow. yeah, but that that's the thing though. he's, uh, he's like that's you know you add this. This extra element to your beer that like other places don't have because mm-hmm. you look at it differently from terms of flavor. Right. You right. know, so he was also interested, by the way, of a. Uh, you remember Witch's Brew? Remember yeah, I yeah, made Witch's yeah. Brew? Yeah. And that's yeah. going to become uh, drink, drink the Poison. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I told him it looked like motor oil when you poured it, dude, he was like, I am so in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I said, it looked like used motor oil. He's like, oh, I want some.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, and on on that note, we've come to the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks. We are Second Player Score. We are a band. We play music, and we write screenplays, and we make beer and all that good stuff. So check us out at secondplayerscore.com. We can see all the information there. We have some cool merch as well. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next week. Laters. Peace out. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.